This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. A warm welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kazat. Gao Jiayu, a legislator for Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party, has filed a report with the Taipei police accusing her boyfriend of domestic abuse. The story has shocked the country, where Gao is famous not just for her political career, but also her sizable following online. Taiwan Plus reporter Peachy Zhuang has more. Images that stunned Taiwan. Photos showing lawmaker Gao Jiayu's injuries after an alleged assault by her boyfriend. Gao has accused Lin Binshu of hitting her repeatedly. Following an argument before barring her from leaving the hotel room the couple were staying in last month, Gao shed tears as she described what happened. Lin was taken into police custody early on Wednesday morning. Premier Su Zhen Chang condemned the violence. Female lawmakers from ruling and opposition parties have been quick to express their support for Gao. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen has signed a new bill into law, taking aim at stalking and harassment following a series of high-profile incidents of violence against women in the past year. With the new law now in place, Taiwan has taken a positive step towards strengthening legal protections for women. But Gao's case proves that even those in powerful positions are not immune to domestic abuse. The hope is that it can spark a wider conversation about violence against women and how Taiwan can do more to help victims. Kamashu and Pichu Zhuang for Taiwan Plus. The issue of domestic abuse is in the spotlight following Gao's revelations. It comes as the health ministry released its latest survey detailing how one in five adults are emotionally or physically abused by their partner. Sandy Chi has this story. It's a topic often kept under wraps in Taiwan, but domestic violence is now one of the most talked about issues, with the public confession of a famous lawmaker that she is a victim. The allegations made by 41-year-old Gao Jiayu have made headlines and raised questions over why domestic abuse is so prevalent. A health ministry survey revealing that one in five women experience abuse. The Taipei Women's Rescue Foundation, a non-profit organization that helps female victims of abuse, confirms the survey's findings. It says intimate partner violence is one of the most common forms of abuse. The health ministry survey also found that emotional abuse accounts for 17% of the violations. But the foundation says there has been progress in fighting the problem. They say, while raised awareness and a more open society help empower those who are vulnerable, more has to be done. Giving the sense of the courage of those who speak up, 
will help those who are in an abusive situation to take control of their future. Klein Wong and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus. Japan's former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has warned China's President Xi Jinping that any war with Taiwan would be economic suicide. Abe made the remarks during a forum held by the Taiwan Institute of National Policy Research on Wednesday. He also urged Xi not to misread the situation across the Taiwan Strait, noting that any conflict would be of serious concern to both Japan and the U.S. Taiwan's National Human Rights Commission has identified the plight of migrant fishermen as the most pressing issue facing the country's fisheries. Taiwan's distant water fishing fleet, the second largest in the world behind only China, is crewed by some 20,000 migrant fishermen, mainly from the Philippines and Indonesia. However, they are paid less than half of Taiwan's minimum wage and are often subject to exploitation and abuse. Last year, the U.S. government classified fish caught by Taiwanese flag vessels as products of forced labor. Chen Ju, head of the commission, said Taiwan must meet international standards. For more on human rights aboard Taiwan's fishing fleet, Ryan Hokilpatrick spoke to Cho Xiaoqi of the Environmental Justice Foundation. It's always very good to have their attention on on, on these problems because they can definitely also mobilize the other government's department to, to kind of work together on this issue, which is really needed to have more cross-governmental collaborations. And the, the report they kind of, they published yesterday also pointed out many key problems like the payments issue, the debt bonded issues. We have seen some industry members try to give better protection and welfare for their workers and for them to compete with other that only wanted to exploit their labor. It is it is unfair for them as well. So really increase protection and a, a more comprehensive, well-designed legal framework and a properly implemented will be the way forward and it's good for everyone. The Commission has made a number of recommendations in its report. Do you think these go far enough and what still remains to be done? I think one thing that can be more clear would be the, the debt bondage issues, which really is a main element for these, these people to be a victim of um, human trafficking. So they have to pay the so-called um, security deposit or guarantee money to their recruitment agencies to make sure that they will finish the contract. And after they finish the contract, the money will be returned to them in theory. But a lot of cases that we found is they just don't, first, it might be they don't know what fishing is like. So they wanted to quit and they go home. But because of this money, they, they were forced to finish their contract in a pretty miserable um, environment. And a lot of time would be like accidents or just mental or physical pressure on them. And we also have lots of cases that even they have finished the contract, they returned back to Indonesia, but their agency might just disappeared or went bankrupt. So the money just, just gone. And that really is a key element of human trafficking that we see on the Taiwanese distant water fishing vessels. 
Lithuanian MPs are on the third full day of their trip to Taiwan and will attend the Open Parliament Forum, which begins tomorrow. Ties between Lithuania and Taiwan have warmed, and as James Chater reports, for one Lithuanian MP, it's all down to a shared sense of history. Lithuanian MPs arrived in Taipei this week for a democracy summit. In the latest expression of support from the small Baltic state of nearly three million people. We are here to express our solidarity with you. Over the past year, Vilnius has become a vocal supporter of Taiwan on the international stage. Lithuanian MPs currently visiting Taiwan have struck a defiant tone despite threats from China and Beijing's recent decision to downgrade diplomatic ties with the country. But what's behind Lithuania's strident support for Taiwan, as tensions with China are at their worst in decades? For Lithuanian MP Lima Andrikina, the answer is rooted in her country's own struggle against authoritarianism. In 1990, it was in this hall, the Lithuanian parliament, that the country became the first republic to formally succeed from the Soviet Union. This one. I'm here. Here, Andrikina points out her own signature on that bill that made Lithuania's independence a reality. And it's her memory of that historic day for Lithuania and the parallels she sees in the threats from the Soviet Union then and China today that motivates her support for Taiwan. And if I am not wrong, my first visit was uh, 25 years ago when I was a minister in this country, Minister of European Affairs. Photos of previous visits to Taiwan proudly occupy the walls of her office. She has been at the centre of the Lithuanian push for closer exchanges with Taiwan and is a member of the Lithuanian Parliament's Taiwan Friendship Group. And you know, Chinese, they are not talking about right balance, about, you know, bigger influence of them. They are talking about domination. And the, 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 the goal of the strategy is to de-Atlanticize the world, mm -hmm. to cut off ties, to weaken European Union and United States of America, to cut off ties. Thirty years have passed since Lithuania's independence, but the shadow of authoritarianism from Russia and now Belarus still hangs over Vilnius. And it's against this backdrop that warmth toward Taiwan has grown. Who is now Minister of Foreign Affairs, Speaker, who is, uh, was also a member, a lot of members of parliament, half of the government, all those people was sitting for you to imagine at Friday evenings and we were discussing what's, go what's happening in Taiwan. The youngest Lithuanian MP currently visiting Taipei is just 29. So Andrikina's legacy of friendship with Taiwan looks set to pass on to the next generation. Patrick Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. As we heard in the previous report, Taiwan and Lithuania share similarities in their histories. This month, the Baltic state became the first country in Europe to allow the opening of a Taiwanese representative office. Eric Huang, Taiwan's representative to Lithuania, explains why the relationship could be a model for other countries' ties with Taiwan. We are uh, on the front line uh, defending uh, the world's freedom and democracy. I think the shared uh, value is one of the uh, great uh, momentum uh, behind the strengthening of the relationship between Taiwan and Lithuania. The uh, development of our relationship could also set an example for a lot of countries in pursuing uh, relationship uh, with Taiwan and also in restructuring uh, the uh, supply chain uh, globally.
One of the latest things that China has done is to, I understand, is to suspend visas uh, to Lithuanians. I think the opportunities uh, arise not because of the downgrading of the relationship between China uh, and Lithuania, because, I mean, Taiwan and Lithuania share the same values. You can count on Taiwan uh, as we uh, function based on the same uh, free economic principles. By strengthening our relationship, we are structuring resilient supply chain. We are not going to uh, abruptly uh, kind of punish uh, our uh, economic <laughs> partner because of some uh, political incorrectness. I think trust is also a very uh, important element, especially in the current uh, digital economy. By uh, uh, linking up with the supply chain of Taiwan, uh, I think the products uh, of our economic partners can also be uh, trusted. In particular, are there sectors that are particularly attractive um, to doing trade with Lithuania? The agricultural produce of Lithuania is of the highest quality in the world. Lithuania is the second largest fintech hub in Europe, uh, next to uh, London. The laser industry, uh, electric vehicle industries, and other engineering uh, services. And additionally, I think semiconductor, uh, they also uh, have very good uh, electronic manufacturing. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.